Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They have helped my anxiety, they've helped me sleep at night, and I couldn't recommend them more highly. Head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. On today's episode of Unfiltered, I sit down with a woman who recently experienced getting ghosted for the first time by a man who lived a few doors down from her. We hear how she processed being ghosted, how she didn't feel the way social media and the people in her life were telling her she should feel, and how she used this experience to go down a path of self-healing and self-discovery. We later find out what happened when they reconnected, where they are now, and how the way she handled this experience changed her for the better. Tis the season for gift giving. Tis also the season for treating yourself. Whichever path you decide to go down, I have the perfect gift for you. Batter that matters. Truly the best cookie company with the best cookies out there. I tried them for the first time about a month ago. And since then, I have actually ordered three more boxes for myself. And my newest box is coming this week. And I have a feeling before I finish that one, I will be ordering another. Their cookies are incredible. They have gluten-free options and vegan options too. So they literally include everybody. Like there's nobody that can enjoy a batter that matters cookie. They ship nationwide for free and they donate up to 50% of their profits to a different charity every season. These cookies, I'm not even kidding. If you get them for your coworkers or your boss or your secret Santa person or your new significant other's parents or your own parents or just for yourself, every single person that you get these cookies for is going to love you and be so grateful because they are literally the best cookies. Don't take my word for it. Try them for yourself. Ourbattermatters.com. And of course, hooked you up with the code. Use seeing other people at checkout for 10% off. All right. And we are here with this week's Anonymous. Hello, Anonymous. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind introducing yourself and what you're here to talk about? I'm here to talk about the story of something that happened to me at the beginning of this summer. Um, It was the first time that I had been truly ghosted in a sense. Um, I've been, you know, excluded and phased out by girlfriends and things like that. But stuff like that happened since high school. This was the first time that really I had experienced um, what ghosting was like. Um, And I really want to just share my story because I feel like I feel like I like sharing my story, not because of the story, but because of like how I healed from it and from what I learned from it. Um, there's bits and pieces of my story where I completely know that it probably rarely happens to anybody else. Um, so I don't want to tell my story to give hope to people or to make it seem like this is something that always happens. I really want all the listeners to understand like what it is that you can take away from situations like this. So hopefully you will. Absolutely. And I, that was one of the things I noticed about your story when you emailed me that like, yes, part of it was about being ghosted and how it impacted you, but such a big part of it was 
your healing journey and what you did to, to get through it. And obviously like we hear like, Oh, I got to go sit. And it's just like, it's, it's such a normal thing at this point that sometimes we don't think about how much it can really impact people, but it does. And it's crazy that it's something that is so common. Mm -hmm. Um, and so one thing I just want to start by asking is like, you mentioned this was the first time you got ghosted. Like when, when thinking about ghosting, like prior to that in a romantic relationship type of situation, did you ever think that it was going to feel the way it did? I'm going to say no, because it took me getting ghosted at the beginning of the summer to actually know that that's what it was called. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know that this was a movement. I didn't know anything about it because for all the listeners out there, um, like I just turned 30 last month in September, but for the first eight years of my twenties, I was in a relationship with someone. Um, so there was just a lot of stuff with the dating world that I didn't know about. And when I, when I finally, it was a toxic relationship. And when I finally gotten myself out of that relationship, COVID hit, which was actually a perfect time for me because I was forced to be alone and regain that love for myself and relearn about myself. Um, and just kind of have that forced independent time for me. Uh, so I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll want me to get more into my story. But when when he did ghost me, my first instinct was, oh, like, I've heard about this. Like, I've heard that, you know, guys make out with you and then they just ditch you the next day or you never hear from them. Like, people are always talking about how, like, men can be assholes and, like, this is just how it is. So, like, I was just assuming that's just, like, what happened. It wasn't until social media started reading my mind and all these posts kept popping up about ghosting. This is that narcissist, everything. I'm like, wait, hold on. I, I just thought one thing. <laughs> I didn't know that all this was about to flood into my life and tell me that I should be thinking and feeling all these other different ways. So it was a whole new experience for me to navigate around. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works. And it's like this one thing happens and suddenly every, it seems like everything is talking about it. And it's almost like, wait, were these things here in my feed before? And I just didn't notice them. Or is it actually reading my mind and overhearing my conversations? Right. Um, that's funny. Yeah. That, that was definitely a rude awakening for you. (laughs) Um, yeah, let's get into what happened. So you, you spent time during quarantine healing and Mm -hmm. then you started going out, um, and, and meeting people. So, so tell me about that. So you're wrong. I, I, I did not start going out and meeting people. When, when this guy came into my life, it really was one of those moments where it was unexpected and I did not ask for it. Um, and okay. in later conversations with him, he admitted the exact same thing. Quarantine kind of surfaced a very core part of myself where I, because of my childhood, I'm always very independent and being in quarantine and finally like getting out of this toxic relationship. Like you can ask any of my girlfriends, at the beginning half of this year in 2021, I was literally even like, even during like hanging out with him and even like up until the day before I met him, I was literally convinced that I could just go through the rest of my life without needing marriage, without needing like this companion partner. Like I just felt like I was in this place or this mindset where it's easier for me to know what I want. So why don't I just give it to myself? And I didn't think I needed anybody else for that. Um, So I was really stiff arming like the whole relationship thing. Um, So we get to Memorial Day weekend. 
Um, and like the masks are off, you know, COVID mandates and things like that are lifted. So I decided to go out and I go, I, you know, have been practicing. That was the first night that I practice at least once or twice a month going out by myself. I call it my date night, but everyone knows that means that I'm taking myself out, getting dressed up all cute and just, you know, figuring out how to conduct myself and approach people at bars and stuff like that. Um, so I chose this one bar because... (laughs) Because it was dark and it had this cozy corner right there at the bar where I could just be on my phone or watch sports on TV and know that I didn't have to be bothered by any guys. But (laughs) so all of a sudden I just get this tap on my shoulder and this person is sitting next to me and he asks me what it is that I'm drinking. So he like kind of shoves the menu towards me. So we like lean in really close because it's obviously dark in the bar and I'm like pointing out the beers that like I've had there before because I've been living in this neighborhood where I am for like four years now. Um, and we just instantly hit it off, which is a huge turn on for me because I hate the, the biggest turn ons for me are initiative and direct communication. Um, and it's, that's why I've always been frustrated by apps because I'm not going to know the initiative you have to approach me in a conversation just by an app, especially when some of the apps make it be the girls have to talk first. Um, I've always been, you know, if it, if I was going to consider the fact of a relationship or, or the dating life, I always wanted it to be more organic like that, which everybody does. No one, no one wanted the world to turn into the dating app way. Um, so we hit it off. Great conversation. Um, getting along really well, hanging out at the bar for like the next two hours. Um, so we end up during that time, we find out that he's new to my neighborhood Um, Like he had just moved in that week and that not only did did he move into my neighborhood, but he moved into my apartment complex. And not only did he move into my apartment complex, but he moved in 10 doors down from me on my floor. Wow. (laughs) So we (laughs) We ended the night and literally walked each other home. Um, and when I got back into my door that same night, like he sent me a text and said, like, it was really great to talk to you and hang out. Like, hopefully we can do it later. And, you know, I sent him one the next day telling him like, welcome to the neighborhood, you know, like, you know, looking forward to seeing more if you want and stuff. Um, and then after that, it was a period of probably like three weeks where, we were texting every other day. We had hung out, uh, about three or four times. Um, and it was good for me, but like, and, and like, I had already learned about attachment styles. So like, I could tell that I was feeling anxious during all of it, but it was more anxiety of like, am, am I in a dating situation? Because like, mm. and I didn't know how I was like, cause my anxiety was more of like, well, how do, how and when is it appropriate for me to bring up my past relationships and how toxic it was? How do I start to become like breadcrumbs of vulnerability? Like, I didn't know, like, is, are, you know, all the times that we hung out, we would only have, we would go out to a, like a close bar in the neighborhood, but we would only have two drinks. So none of us were ever like sloppy or drunk or anything, but like we would only pay for our drinks. He wouldn't ever pay for mine. Mm. And it didn't bother had me. You, had you kissed on any of these? No. Like, but okay. he so that, that's where it, it's yeah. definitely confusing then. Yeah. yeah I've been and there. He, he would walk me back to my door every time. And like, And so I was confused. And of course, like I'm trying to stay true to like grounding myself and just taking things day by day. And uh, then you've got my girlfriends in my ear saying like, he needs to pay for you or it's not considered a date or you got to give it two more times. And if he hasn't kissed you, then you better friend zone him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't know what I want. 
I literally don't know what I want because I've got guy friends in my life that I cherish in different ways as much as I do my girlfriends. So even if this just ended up being someone new to the city in my building, like a friendly neighbor that I can hang out with, I was just trying to navigate everything just like day by day and not overjudging it. Um, yeah, especially because you, you, you just put yourself in the mindset of like, you could be okay on your own. Right. So like you weren't actively trying to meet this guy or any other guys. So that adds another layer too of like, well, if it's not a date, like maybe that's okay. But it's right. just like the confusion is always like what leads to anxiety. Right. Like. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's where I really felt it. Uh, and so like the fourth time that we hung the night before he ghosted me, uh, he wanted me to come to one of our regular bars to, but with his roommate this time. And I knew that that was like a big deal because he had told me in previous conversations that, um, and that his roommate, like they've been friends since like they were eight years old, like that kind of like male friendship that they had. Um, so I knew that was a big deal. Like he wanted me to start meeting other parts of his world than just us hanging out one-on-one. And every time that we hang, hung out one-on-one, like I said, we only had two drinks at the bar and then we'd go back to his place and literally just talk until two in the morning. Like that's all we just kept doing was just talking and getting to know each other. Um, and so anyway, so like it's going great meeting his roommate. Um, and after like two drinks, his roommate kind of does that thing where he like slides away and like lets the rest of the night, you know, be just us two. And so that's when I finally decide that maybe I should just try to define the situation shit um, and figure out where this is going. Because if he wants to just be friends, like, great. Like now I know where I stand. Like my demeanor might change a little bit around you, you know, expectation wise. But like he's still so fun to hang out with. And I've been enjoying getting to know him. Like I don't want to give that up. Um, and so we started talking about it and like the look on his face when he realized that I thought he was friend zoning me because we hadn't really done like an official date and he hadn't kissed me yet and stuff. Like it, he was so shocked by it. He's like, no, I'm definitely not trying to friend zone you. And he was okay. Me, yeah. And so he was telling me like, this is all in June now. He's like, my sister tr- is coming to the city, um, to celebrate her 21st birthday in July. Like, I want you to come out with me and help me celebrate it with her. Like take her to bars that we know and stuff like that. Um, and so uh, it was going great. But once again, like we were done having two drinks. And so he's like, let's just go back to my place. And so well, he actually, and so we go back to his place and we're sitting there like in the privacy of his room to have more of this conversation. And he's like, it's funny that you thought I was friend zoning you because there was this time that I was hanging out with the girl and I'm going to let you know now, notice that he said hanging out with the girl. <laughs> and he goes, I was hanging out with this girl. And one day she just comes up to me and says, I'm just not that attracted to you anymore. And he was like, I didn't know that attraction was on the table. So I'm like, okay, clearly huh. you like act around girls and makes them think you're interested, but you're just trying to have good company to hang out with. And some, there's a disconnect here. And maybe I'm right. the first person to really like nut pick at his brain more about understanding that. I don't know. Um, but he did, he did separate it. Like he did yeah. say like, this is a dating situation. I want you to meet my sister in a month. Like that's, that's different than just saying like, Oh, I didn't even know that was on the table. dating situation. He just said, I'm not trying to friend zone you, but this is also what he said. He was like, he was like, this is what I want. And he was like, my best friend who just left, like my roommate, he's, he's like, the kind of person that I'm with, I want them to feel comfortable enough to where if I'm not around to hang out, I want them to be able to call him or any of my friends and be able to hang out with them. And he's like, I only date friends. 
And I kind of understood what he meant because most of the other guys that I've been with in the past, even in high school, like we hang out a bit and become close friends in a group of like a circle of friends before really like finding attraction and stuff. So I kind of was leaning towards that's what he meant. Um, I mean, I just don't, I don't see a way where someone can say like, I'm definitely not friend zoning you and not have it mean like, this isn't like, like, right. This is not, not, not a date, you know? Yeah. Um, so lots of mixed signals, but anyways, once again, I'm just trying to take it day by day. And, uh, and I, I will like preface this before we go back into the whole, like why he hadn't kissed me. Um, like there's a little caveat to where every single time, and some people might say this is a red flag. I don't know. It definitely shows insecurity, I think. But every single time we hung out, he would look me in the eyes and tell me that he just knows that it's one day he's going to do or say something to screw this up. So he wants to enjoy hanging out with me as much as he can. And I just like, I, I now I feel like I should have pushed more and said, could you elaborate more on that? But instead I was like, well, you don't know who I am. Like I could be the kind of girl where like you say something and I give you grace on it, or I'm willing to talk to you about it more. Like I was, I was trying to reassure him. I thought he was just having self doubts and I was trying to like re uplift those. I didn't, I didn't know if he was trying to hint at something or dig at something more. Like if this was a pattern of his, I don't know. Um, but I can't take it back. Like I said, what I said, and I don't regret it. Um, and so we're in his room and he's telling me like that story about how this girl wasn't attracted to him anymore. And he didn't know the attraction was on the table. And he was like, he's like, I've had some friends like, or I knew some people in college who got in trouble because of like the me too movement. So it's made me afraid of like when to approach a girl, when to make that first move. And I get it. He's not the first guy I've had that conversation with. Um, men just get anxious about how to do all of that. Um, so I was giving him grace, but I, I just told him, I was like, I'm a very bold girl. And you're going to start realizing that the more that we talk during this conversation, but I just looked him in the eyes and I was like, can I just tell you one, like, be honest with you about one more thing that might help you meet me halfway. And he's like, what? And I was like, the last time that we hung out and you walked me back to my door, I was really hoping that you would kiss me. And he just like, and we're both sitting beside each other and he just kind of like looks at me and we're both staring at each other. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out what he's thinking, but I can also tell the look in his eyes. He's like contemplating on like, is this the moment to dive in? So he does. Right, right. It's literally the first time ever in my entire life that there are fireworks when we kiss, like literally. And we just get so caught up in it that one thing leads to another. And we're just like making out cuddling, like we're talking more, we get under his bed sheets, but like nothing, we basically cross all the bases except for sex. Um, and he didn't have protection that night and which was fine. Cause I'm like, you know, thank you for being honest about it. Like most guys would have just tried to keep nudging the full way and stuff. Um, and he did mention like later that night that, uh, we need to be careful because we're in such close proximity. And I, I understood what he meant. Like, you know, to this day, I keep one, keep telling myself like, it, you know, ghosting's one thing, but like, what if I had gotten to a serious relationship with him and then the breakup was even worse and he's 10 doors down the hall. And, and that's even worse than just like hanging out for three weeks and getting ghosted. Um, so I understood what he meant, but it, and it was like at 3am at this point. So he walks me back to my door and gives me like one last kiss. Good night. And he looks me in the eyes and he's like, you just need to be patient with me. And then walks away. And I'm just, <laughs> once again, like, I don't think about this because it's 3 a.m. I want to go to bed too. I've got work the next morning. Like this is a Wednesday night. <laughs> like 
I'm not trying to think about this, but then all of a sudden, like, I think I, so it was a Wednesday. I didn't say, none of us said anything to each other on Thursday. Cause I got roped up and something happened at work and I had a 12 hour work day. And so on Friday night, I think I texted him and I was like, this work week has not been the way that I thought that it was like, I need a distraction this weekend. If you want to hang out, let me know. And he didn't say anything, but it was also father's day weekend. And I know that he's really close with his dad. So I didn't think anything of it either. Like it didn't bother me that I didn't hear from him, even though I normally would. It wasn't until a week later that I realized, okay, like he's one of those guys that just hooks up with the girl and then doesn't talk to them later. But then Instagram keeps like, telling like, me literally that the last <laughs> thing you heard from him after like having this firework kiss, like huddling in bed till 3am, he walks you to his door, gives you a kiss goodnight and says, be patient with me. And then he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> How patient did he want you to be? <laughs> Jesus. That's, that is so bizarre. That is so so bizarre and such a weird way to go out too but also like it's not just how long of a patience what does patience mean like yeah <laughs> there's a lot of definitions for how i need to be patient and what i'm expecting for patience and you didn't say anything you just be patient with me kiss and then gone <laughs> that is so i wonder like i i wonder what he meant i wonder what Haha, ha, we'll get to that uh, yeah. later. When we'll get to that. Okay. Happens. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we should go into first. Should we go into like what happened next and, and how you dealt with it? Or should we go into the, what happened later? <laughs> um, I think that it helped. So I, I don't know. I think, I think it might help to go into like how I started healing from that because yeah. I did send him like that one last text and I've, I've and, and I always have a rule for that because even girls that like start to fa- phase me out like for friendships like I send one text of like hey I thought we had a connection just want to check in and make sure there isn't anything going you know wrong going on or something like that and so the the text and then if no one says anything to that then that's yeah, just it. Like I'm moving an on. Um, no answer is an answer. So I so I sent but the text that I sent him was. Um, I, I waited a week after knowing that he had ghosted me and I sent him a text and said, uh, something along the lines of, um, uh, Hey, like I wanted to give you your space, but I hope your week's been well. If there's anything that happened or anything that I said the last time we were together, I hope that you feel comfortable enough communicating it to me. He never responded to that. So clearly he's not comfortable communicating something to me. So that, that was all like in June. So I had this entire summer of like, and I think I even mentioned this to you in my email, this weird feeling of discomfort, but it wasn't the feeling of discomfort that I know most people get after ghosting. Like I never cried. I probably distracted myself in ways that didn't allow me to sit with my feelings like I should have. Um, But it was distractions like I'm going out and listening to a podcast on a walk for three hours. Like it was it wasn't like I was out binge drinking or anything like that. Um, It was like I I realize now that like there's there's a lot of. like relationship coaches out there that talk about how you need to learn to sit with discomfort. And I started realizing that like the discomfort that I was feeling, I like I was sitting in it in a way to where like I was it was discomfort because I was becoming this like secure person and I was on a path to like shedding my skin and evolving into something different. But I didn't realize that's what it was. So I kept having this feeling inside of me because Instagram's telling me like 
you're you're going to be ruminating like you're going to be thinking overthinking things and like wondering what you said wrong and what you could have done differently and like I wasn't doing that so I've got I've got social media telling me that I sh- that I am going to be this way and I should be this way and I wasn't and so the fact that I was treating it and even my girlfriends like there's there I mean we live in the same building so him and I literally saw each other every single weekend and every encounter that I had with him my girlfriends were like oh, we would have told him off like we would never have waved and smiled at him or gone up and said hi to him and and treated the situation the way that you did and and, and it's like okay like maybe like but that's just like it's almost like I needed to get ghosted in order to evolve and realize that I've got the security inside myself. That's not just an anxious attachment style. Um, and, and kind of calling myself out on a lot of responsibility too, because, you know, I, he, he would ask me questions to try and get to know me while we were hanging out. And I wasn't ready to like open up and be vulnerable like that yet. And so I was stiff arming him a lot. And, you know, I think I was listening to, um, the love drive podcast. And he was talking about like signs of being emotionally unavailable. And I started listening to it because I wanted to see if that's what he was. I listened to that whole podcast and was like, Holy S that's me. Like I was available. Like I was doing, so I was like, I, and there's always situations like I never like am going to advocate to ghost people. But like, there's a lot of times in relationships when like something ends and it seems like it's one person's fault, but things end a lot of times because of two people playing it that way. Um, So I had to kind of like reflect, like do self-reflection and self-discovery on like how I showed up and how I can show up differently. Um, But it, you know, like, I don't know, it was, it was a whole journey that I got to and, and it, and it gave me grounding techniques, you know, like, if my mind starts to ruminate or overthink or feel anxious, like just put on a podcast and go on a walk and then like focusing on the words that I'm listening to stops my mind from thinking about anything else or even sitting outside in the sun and reading a book. Like those were things that helped me not worry about like what was going on presently and keeping myself grounded in the present moment. Yeah. Well, I love what you said about, we think it's one person's fault and, but like the person who goes to, but sometimes it's, two people's fault or like two people are were involved in making a situation the way it was. And I think that's something that we often forget. And it's not even like, oh, it was both people's fault. It's just in any single relationship, whether it's a, a friendship or um, colleagues or a romantic relationship, like it, especially romantic relationships, it's not it doesn't have to be one person's fault. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally not going to work out with somebody until it works out. And most of the time, it's just that the two of you aren't compatible and that the way you act with each other doesn't bring out the best in you or doesn't lead Mm -hmm. to the type of connection that you want. And it's not just about like, Oh, well, like this person wasn't giving enough or like, well, Mm -hmm. like this person said the wrong things or like waited too long to respond or something. It's, it's about two people making it work together and for it, like for it to not work out, is a hundred thousand times more common than for it to actually work out. Yeah. Um, but we, we always look to place blame on someone. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's actually really interesting. And, and I really applaud you for realizing like, Oh, like you were thinking like going into like listening to Sean's podcast, thinking that it, it was going to confirm that he was emotionally unavailable. And you're like, Oh, like actually like I wasn't in a place for this. Yeah. And it was like, I was holding us back and it wasn't even like, I like you didn't ruin it, but like you weren't in a place to allow it to work between the two of you. And he probably, maybe he picked up on that. Maybe he didn't. We'll get Mm -hmm. to that in a bit. But 
I just think that that's a really good takeaway and probably was a really big realization for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's why I like to talk about like my healing journey from all this. Cause one of the things that I hated popping up so frequently on my Instagram was if someone goes to you, it doesn't, that doesn't say anything about you that says something about them. Like I know what they mean when they say that, but people have to start rephrasing that completely Mm -hmm. because I think that it's such BS. Like you literally could have said something that's offensive to them and they just didn't feel comfortable communicating it to you because it was easier to go. So I'm not saying this happens all the time, but there are certain situations, like you said, where sometimes it does take two people. Now, the fact that they weren't mature enough or emotionally mature enough to be able to communicate, like you said something that offended me, I'm not feeling this anymore, or I lack communication, like that is on them. But I think that mm-hmm. Instagram telling you that like you never do anything wrong, it's always them. Well, you can't point fingers at everyone and assume that you're this perfect person who does everything right in relationships because none of us do. We could be married for 40 years and still screw things up. Like we're always learning along the way. So that's why I think it's just like, forget about the why it happened. Just focus on the journey after. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I've posted stuff like that before. I'm guilty of it too, but, but people, people like to place blame on the other yeah. people and they don't like to accept blame. So that's what performs well. It makes people feel better in the moment. But I know what you guys mean. But you're right. I just like, you're right. Yeah. Like rephrasing it. I understand completely what you guys mean when you say that it's, it's just, to, I think I overthink things cause I'm, I'm way too like black and white for stuff. And I'm like, uh, it could have been worded a little bit better. Um, no, you're totally right. And I, I like love that call out and it's actually going to make me like think and push myself, um, with stuff I post. So I appreciate that. Um, so, okay. So what happened next? Um, Done, done, done. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I, so I'm, I'm going to preface like our reconnection, um, based on the fact that, so a part of my healing journey, I think why I, I was, treating, treating the situation so differently or felt like I was at least because I keep seeing all these comments from people saying that they cry every week after three months after being ghosted and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I just, I don't know. It, there was like, I knew I didn't do anything wrong because I did quote, quote, ruminate. But every time I looked back at our conversations and that last night together, I don't regret anything I did because I kept knowing that I was doing things based upon the information that was given to me by him. Um, and so that's why it was weird for me, but I also, because of that, and because of that trust in myself, I always knew there's like my gut and intuition has always served me really well in life. And so my intuition during this summer was there's like, he didn't cut off communication because we didn't have a connection because the physical chemistry that we had during that kiss, it wasn't all in my head. Like I just felt like there was a missing piece to the puzzle, but he was the only one who had it. And I'm not going to know what that missing piece is until he feels comfortable enough communicating it to me. So that's kind of like what was going on, like with my whole summer and stuff. But all the while knowing that his profile pops up in front of me all the time on dating apps. And I hate it because dating apps, most of them now have like this new algorithm to where even though you deny them, they think that you're going to change your mind. And so like a week later, here they are popping up in front of you again. And I'm like, his face, like I see him at the bar all the time. I see him on my dating apps. I'm like, I'm trying to get over this guy and the world is just not letting me. And it was so frustrating. And so finally, um, I was doing like a, I was out with some friends. It was like a late birthday celebration at the end of September. 
Um, and you know, it's a little after midnight at this point and everyone else had gone home except for one of my best girlfriends. Now this is this best girlfriend. I'm going to say literally, I never see him in person unless she's with me. Like we have been calling her like this cosmic, like, like universal, like staple in my life because like nothing ever, even every time he shows up on my dating apps, everyone is like, is she with you right now? Because there's no way this is happening without her being right next to you. Oh my God. I'm like, I would have cut off contact with her for a while, (laughs) but we love it. I mean, we have been finding so much humor in this situation. I think that's another thing I'm going to let the listeners know is they just find there's so many funny memes about ghosting. And I I know like your heart's probably breaking right now and it's, I'm, I'm not advocating for ghosting at all, but like try to find humor in situations, like just gab over some wine with your girlfriends and just look at the funny stuff that actually is coming out of this. And so anyway, so she's with me and everybody else is, has left from the celebrations and we are pretty buzzed at this point. Um, and so we decide like, we're going to go to the bar down the street from my apartment complex. And it's the same bar that him and I met at. And is basically the, the same bar that I always run into him at. Um, and so anyways, like we walk in and sit down and I'm looking at the menu to order and she's just giving me these eyes. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And she's looking at me and she's like, that's him. And I'm like, who? She's like, that's him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm looking around the bar and I'm like, she's like right there beside us on the other side of me. And I'm like, no, it's not. And she goes, yes, it is. And I'm like, literally only to prove her wrong. I go, no, it's not. And I look over and smile and wave and say, hey. And he turns around. He's got this big grin on his face. And I'm just like, God damn it. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So I tell people, I'm like, when I mean that I accidentally reconnected with him, I truly mean the sense of accidentally, like bold underline italicize that word because it was so by accident. Anyways, so he comes over and starts talking with us and we end up all like going back to his place and hanging out with his roommate, all four of us until like six in the morning. Oh my God. And the whole night he's like, I think like three times he had said how appreciative he was that I had reached out to him, even though at this point he still doesn't know it was by accident, but he was like so excited that I reached out to him and said, Hey, and called him over. And like, there was like at least four times during the night when he was like, you know, my, my roommate is one of my best friends, but there's like six or seven other guys that like, I can't wait for you to meet and hang out with. And like, like even the next day, my friend who was with, with, me she was like you guys literally like the way that you are around each other you she was like cut out the summer and you literally picked up from where you left off that night like hanging out with his roommates yeah you guys just transition so easily the way that you connect and stuff with each other I'm like whatever because I have no idea what's going on in my life right now (laughs) but um so that all happened like over the weekend and I think you know like Monday after work he sends me a text and he's like uh you know like I had a really good time. Like, thank you for reaching out. It was great. Like hanging out with you again, if you want to, uh, start a group chat. So all four of us can like start making plans and stuff together. We can. And so, you know, I gave it some time to think about it. Cause I'm just like, I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, and that was the first text you got from him since the like follow up to being ghosted, like just checking in. Yeah. Text, right. Right. Wow. Um, and so uh, and so like my friend said that she was okay with it cause she had fun too. So I sent, I, you know, I sent him her contact info and he started a group chat with like both of us and he and his roommate in it to do 
fun fall stuff together. And, and so we ended up planning like a night to do like pumpkin spice cocktails at a bar, like in our neighborhood. Um, and then planning on doing like a whole day where we go to this Renaissance festival and then to an EDM show after. And uh, all these texts keep coming in and I'm just like, what is going on with my life right now? Like I literally was convinced that we were never going to see you except for like a distance at the bar. Like I was never going to talk to you again. And all of a sudden, like I'm on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know, yes. And I know that like this, that's why I tell people like my story, my friends joke that my story is like a lifetime movie, but like, do not, my story does not happen to everybody. But you know, the night my friend couldn't join us the night that we went out to get pumpkin spice, co like cocktails. Um, and so his roommate did that thing again, where he like, <laughs> pretends to get a phone call and leaves the bar. He may not have, but this thing was way too perfectly timed. So he yeah. uses that time. Um, this is the first time that I've hung out with him besides my birthday night of reconnecting. Um, mm -hmm. And his roommate leaves the bar for a few minutes and he literally jumps right into it. He's like, so you mentioned the other night, like just checking in to make sure that I had ghosted you because I did that when we were hanging out at his apartment with his roommate that night that we reconnected, I did take advantage of the fact that like we were alone together. I just looked him in the eyes and I was like, you do know you ghosted me. Right. And he's like, no, I definitely know that's what I did. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I don't have a problem being bold. I just like to lay things out on the table. Sure. Anyways, so he jumped right into it while we were having cocktails. He's like, you know, he just explained himself and apologized. And it was those things that a lot of people say, like, um, when they talk about ghosting, like getting physical just made him really scared because that means that there is a possibility of something serious down the road and he just doesn't know what he wants. And he's had like, um, you know, like he hasn't been physical with a girl in a long time. And he actually had told me that twice at the beginning of the summer when we were first hanging out. Um, and so he, it's just one of those things like where guys just like get too freaked out when things start to get too real, too fat. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, you know, told him, you know, like, I appreciate you finally communicating that to me, but like, it really sucked when you ghosted me and you couldn't have a conversation like that to me. I was like, I'm not a monster. Like, I hope that you get to a point in our friendship or whatever this is to feel comfortable enough to say anything you want to me. Cause I don't want you to be afraid of me. You know, like I'm just this, I'm just a girl like sitting right here, you know, like the last thing that I want is for you to fear me. And he was like, no, like, he's like, that's fair. And that makes sense. And I was like, but you better not ghost me again. <laughs> you know, like this needs to be a stepping stone to something, even if it just ends up like being platonic. Like I can't just have people not know how to say things to me. Um, but I don't know. I think that I've just been trying to play this whole reconnection cautiously open-minded um, because, you know, you never know people. Like, he could be someone who just, like, talks to talk and never walks to walk. Um, I, right. the, the times that we have hung out um, have been great. Like It's just been like I've had, like, a friend that's reconnected back in my life. Um, you know, we got physical one more time. And um, I haven't like, the only thing that's weird is that we only really communicate in group texts. Like he never like really sends texts to me like one-on-one. -on -one. And we had a conversation one night when he and I were just hanging out last month by ourselves where we did surface level tap into like our past trauma from other relationships. So it made me understand him and his perspective a little more. And he understood me and where I was coming from. And I could already pick up 
over the summer that he has an avoidant personality type. So I told him, I was like, look, like I know that you're still figuring things out and you've got trauma from past relationships that makes you scared to dive into things. Like I'm still not ready to date. At this point during the summer, I had two other guys that I was keeping my options open with. And I, to this day, am not willing to let go of any of them because none of them have proven themselves worthy of letting any other guys go. And I'm having fun being single. Um, But I did tell him, I was like, I'm comfortable giving you your space, but if you are interested in exploring anything further with me, then every now and then you have to step into my space. And he told me he was like, he's like that, he's like, that's fair. And I'm willing to meet you halfway and compromise on that. It's been like three and a half weeks that he said that. And he's never reached out to hang out with me like one-on-one, like we did at the beginning of the summer. So once again, but it's weird because my friends are like, oh, he's ghosting you again. I'm like, I don't, he's not because I'm still in these group texts and we're all like, Met and you know, like, and he'll he'll ask like to hang out, but for everyone, he'll open the invitation up to like everybody in the group text. So like, he knows I'm there, and he's not excluding me from anything. I think that there's just right. still something going on with him that makes him scared of just like being with me alone. But I can't do anything to fix that, you know. Like that's where my security comes into play. Is like, okay, well, he'll step into my space when or if he wants to, but I I can't just put my life on the line for him. And I even told him that when we made that compromise that night, I was like, I'm not going to wait around for you. You know, like this, this has to be up to you. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't, it's, you know, I'm not trying to rack my brain over it. I, you know, some of my anxious attachment style does come out and like, you know, wonders like was the last time we hung out, like going to be the last again. I don't know, but I just know Mm -hmm. that this summer gave me a lot of practices and techniques to know that, no matter what, like I'm continuing to live my life and I'm going to get, I'm going to end up in a place that, that I'm happy with no matter. And the people who are around me when I get to that place, you know, are going to be the ones who matter the most. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's really, really great. And and this is something I think a lot of us really struggle with is that like you said to him, like, I'm not going to wait around for you. And, mm-hmm. and not only did you say that, like you are still like talking to other people, seeing other people and, and, living that single life the way you want to. And I think that that's so important and probably one of the main reasons that you're not fully hung up on him. You're not like staying up at night wondering like, Oh, like, is he, when is he going to text me? Like, and yes, like you might be to a degree, but that's not your whole world. Your whole world isn't waiting around for him to text you because you're still going out and living your life. And I think that is a huge, huge factor in why you're okay mm-hmm. and why you will be okay regardless of what happens with him. Um, one thing that kind of came to mind, there's this whole saying that that's been really popular lately. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it based on your experiences. And, and that saying, and I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram is if he wanted to, he would. What if he wanted to, and he doesn't know how? That's my, that's my whole thing. I don't think if he wanted to, he would is correct because I think if he wanted to, he could, but he might not know how, or, but he might not be ready to, or, but he might have a lot of other things going on. Right. And it's, it's weird. And, and, and the wanting to like, and I, my, my friends, they're like, every time you, there's new development in this story with him, like he keeps becoming a bigger question mark. And I'm like, I know, like he, he's got something going on inside himself that that I don't know. And, and that he only, he knows, you know, like, and until he's ready to like explore it more, or open it up more to me, like nothing's, we're not going to move past where we are, but I, there are, it is weird because, um, now like, he is a guy, so he could, you know, 
he could be lying about this, but all the times, like one of the reasons why I felt connected with him was that when we first met at the beginning of the summer, like I said, I had quarantine and everything. So it had been a long time since I was like physically vulnerable with anybody. Um, and, and we both were communicating that with each other ever since like the beginning of the summer. And so it was just weird because let's just assume that like he is right there is a part of me that's like, okay, what is it about me? Like, why does he keep breaking his physical boundaries with me? Like there's something that's going on. I think that that scares him because like, he doesn't know how to approach. Like I'm actually going to say this right now. I, I do think I scare him in a way because I'm six years older than him. And so I think that there's just a little bit of him trying to figure out like life just planted this person in front of me and I don't know how to deal with it. And I get it because like, look at me at the beginning of the summer. I, I didn't want this. Life just branded this person in front of me and I have no idea how to deal with it. The only, that's why I keep telling people like him and I are like two sides of the same coin. We, we both are like on the same page, just in our different ways and how we handle it. Because I've always been more willing to communicate things and he's not. And that probably does have to do with like me being, you know, older than him and things like that. But I just don't, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I just, Instagram was just so funny. They, it's, they all, I feel like when, whenever someone puts up like something like a block to go on their feed, it needs to be a swipe block because like, if he wants to, he will. Okay. But if he wants to, he may not know how, okay. But if he wants to blah, blah, blah. Like I think there needs to be swiping blocks to let, because there's just not one size fits all. For any I mean, you know, I'm going to go make that post right after we get off of this recording. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. And I think, I think it, I'm curious and, and you need to keep me updated so I can keep everyone updated if, if yeah. what unfolds from here, because I think it's a, a really interesting situation where you both, like you said, like you're on two sides of the same coin, but, mm-hmm. but in it, within your own personas, you're dealing with things differently. Mm-hmm. And I do think like, I mean, communication, you were in a relationship for so long and that's, that was such a big part of your life that you learned how to communicate. And regardless of if it was a healthy relationship or not, mm-hmm. you still gain those skills. And then you also gain more skills when you learn to love yourself, when you were quarantining and you, when you learned how to really heal and, and again, heal from this. And so I think that is a big thing that separates people. And of course, as you get older, you have more time to experience those things. You go through more things. And so I yeah. do think like maybe he he is just learning a lot and he mm-hmm. has a lot still to learn and, and he wants to get to a place where he can be communicative like that, but he might just not be there yet, which is, I think what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, so we'll see how it unfolds. Um, I, you know, it's, it's definitely been a different and interesting roller coaster, roller coaster, like ever since I met him. Um, so I don't know, sometimes I'm, I'm that person who thinks that all of this is happening for some kind of reason and there's supposed to be a sign for it. Sometimes I try not to be that person because in my mind is really trying to focus on like, what does this sign mean? Like the one thing that I didn't even mention is that that night that we reconnected, we found out that we had the exact same birthday and I'm like, I'm just done. I'm like, I'm so done with all of this. Like, I just don't understand the meaning of any of this. And maybe there isn't a meaning. You know, maybe life is just trying to like play. So I keep telling people, I'm like, I swear to God, New Year's Eve, Ashton Kutcher's going to run out and be like, you've been pumped this whole year. Oh like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you guys are going to have some like ridiculously romantic New Year's kiss. Like something, <laughs> one of the two is going to happen. It's all going to be a joke or it's all going to, 
something's gonna go off that night but But I would uh, I would like to still like you know tell your listeners like you just got to you know uh, you just got to you know, pick up a new hobby or a hobby that you hadn't visited in a while. Um, focus on your work or your friends. You know, there was a lot of times when during this summer, my anxious attachment style would come out, but I would just remind myself that there are so many people in my life who would want to hang out with me and who would enjoy my presence in their life. And so I, I would call them up and ask them to go out for coffee or maybe go on a walk or see a movie together or something like continuing to remind yourself that there are people already who like want you to show up in their life. They want to show up in yours. Um, I, I just I think that there is a lot of silver linings that you can find where you can invest all of your pain and all of the love that you have to give into things that are interested in you instead of things that aren't interested in you. And, you know, like maybe you reconnect with your ghoster like I did. I don't know. You may not. But at the same time, like you're continuing to invest in things that serve you. And at the end of the day, like when someone else comes into your life, you're going to be like this, this valuable happy person who's doing living their best life because that's what you deserve to be. And that's what you know, you're worthy of. Um, and don't, I really, I really don't want your listeners to think like, this is dating. I'm going to give up now because the one thing, like I actually have a note of it, like that I didn't want to, to lose thought of is that like, this, this is going to happen. Like I've, I've connected with people on apps and we, we talk for like a week or maybe a few days and then it phases off and like, we don't hear from them again, but I don't take it personally because I think after having that one ghosting experience, it's like, okay, this will happen again, but how, what can I take out of this? Well, what I took out of it is that like, I had companionship with someone for a week. I was worthy enough to them to at least carry on some kind of conversation. Something happened in their life or my life to let things fizzle, fizzle away. And that sucks, but don't let that weigh you down. Don't let it discourage you from meeting other people because, you know, just be grateful for the fact that like, you know, it's, it's always nice to know that you have someone to like text every single day, all day until you, until your head like falls asleep and hits the pillow. Like that's something nice. And even though you only get it for a short time, like embrace all these little moments because the world is literally trying to show you that you're worthy of something all the time to different people. It's just that we're, we all can't control how we show up and come into each other's lives for different reasons, different timelines, um, things like that. So just keep putting yourself out there, have the healing process. You can be secure in your own self and it's all going to work out great. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. I need, I need to replay that every night before I go to bed and every morning when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> like that was, no, I mean, I, I really love everything you said and I'm, I'm not even going to try and top that. The one thing I just want to add on is that, like you said, like, even if it's just for one week and then it ends, like, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It doesn't mean you're not worthy of a second week. It just means that for whatever reason, it was just one week and there will be somebody else there and there will be somebody else who will go beyond that one week. And like you said, like enjoy that and and appreciate that you had that. And with each experience, and and this is something that I I think you do incredibly well is with, with, with each experience, just try and take away something positive, Mm -hmm. something that you learned about yourself, about dating, about life. And I think that that's an amazing way to look at it, an amazing way to grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely learned a lot from this experience. Um, but I'm, you know, as obvious enough it is like looking back at it, like I said, I wouldn't have changed anything. I'm, I'm grateful for the way that it it came and and happened because I, I did, you know, blossom into this, new butterfly who cocooned all quarantine and, and I'm, I'm a better person for it. And so I just, you know, everything happens for a reason. It'll all work out silver linings. It's just, 
Life is life. I don't know. But we are all here with flaws and we are all here not being perfect, but also trying to be happy and do our own thing. So just come, you know, common humanity and compassion is just such a powerful thing. I think we just all got to keep reminding ourselves of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been incredible. And I'm so excited that, that to have you share your story and to have everyone listen to it. And with that, everyone who tuned in, thank you so much. I, I, feel really good about this and I I, right now I feel really good like I feel like I don't know I just I feel like I just gained a lot and and learned a lot and I feel really excited that this is going to be out there so thank you again for being here and to everyone who listened thank you so much unfiltered